Today's episode of the Endurance Truth Podcast is probably the most important one I've done to date. Today we're going to be looking at a bit more in depth about the idea of salvation and what that means to us as believers and what it means for us and our goal and our purpose here on earth. In previous episodes, we've discussed basic truths about what we believe here at the Enduring Truth Podcast, you know, like in John 17, 17, where it says the Word of God is the truth and that He has set us apart for that and to be um, set apart for His Word. And in John chapter 1, verses 1 and 14, it talks about how Jesus is the Word manifested in the flesh. And then you know, we learn too about a little bit from John about why did Jesus come. You know, we can see in John 3, 16, really 15 through 17 is the reason why he came. And it says this, it says that he, was, he came to be lifted up on a cross, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Today, we'll be discussing salvation and the Romans road. Welcome back to the Enduring Truth Podcast. I am your host, Cody Ricketts. Today's discussion, again, um, is going more into what is truth. And today I, kind of, I want to take a minute just to discuss the idea of salvation and what that means. Because, you know, we hear a lot of church terms and Christian ease terms that people throw around, like to be saved or to be born again. But what does that really mean? And the discussion that Jesus has with Nicodemus in John chapter 3, he's trying to explain to Nicodemus that you must be born in the Spirit, or born of the Spirit. He's asking him, or he tells him, that you have to be born again. And it says that in verse 9, that Nicodemus says, how can these things be? He's wondering, how in the world can I go back into my mother's womb again? Is that what you mean? Like he doesn't he doesn't understand what it means to be born of the And it's kind of crazy because Jesus in a way kind of gets on him a little bit. He says, Are you a teacher of Israel and you do not know these things? But he goes on to say, He says, No one has ascended to heaven but he who has came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man, obviously Jesus, who is in heaven. And it says that as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, which is was a picture of Jesus. It says that even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And again, back into verse 15, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And this word here for eternal life is not, not, just, not just talking about going to heaven and living forever. It is much more than that. Because if you think about it, every single person on the earth has life eternal to an extent. Because everybody's going to be living in one place or the other, whether that's going to be heaven or hell. Everybody has life eternal, but not everybody has eternal in the sense of prosperity and um, living for God and living in heaven with God. 
it means much more and, and maybe we can get into more of that but kind of about what it means to have eternal life and that it, it starts the moment you're born again here on earth not just when you get to heaven in the sweet by and by but again verse 16 the most popular verse that's known the most famous verse from the bible for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life and i love verse 17 too because if like People don't really read that far. They, they, they get stuck on 16 and don't read 17. But it says that God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And we're going to talk some a little bit at the end about what the word saved here means in the Greek and what that, um, what that means for us today as a new Christian, as, as a New Testament believer. But I know that some people have heard about what we call the Romans Road in the Christian faith. And uh, I know some people may, may not know what that means or may not know kind of how to go about that. But the Romans Road is just essentially a way of leading somebody through the salvation, um, kind of why we need to be saved and how to be saved and then kind of what to do after you're saved. So the Romans Road, it begins in Romans chapter 3, verses 23, and it says this. It says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. This is just showing, you know, from Romans 3 that we've all come short. We've all done things that have displeased God and come short of God's standard and God's glory. That nobody is perfect except for the one, Jesus Christ, who came to become sin for us. And if you have time, go back and look and see. You can look at Romans 3, uh, verses 10 through 18, and it kind of gives... Uh, like a picture there of what sin looks like in our lives and what that um, kind of just gives a picture of that. But going on through, the second step of the Romans road is Romans 6, 23. And it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So with that part there, you know, so that it talks about what we deserve, you know, that the wages of sin is death. And we've all committed sin. We've all fallen short. So we learned in the first step. Second step is showing what we should get in return for that punishment is death, because it says that the wages of sin is death. On to step three, Romans 6.23, the latter part of that says that the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And this shows us to kind of what we get because of Jesus. We don't get what we deserve. We get what Jesus deserved because Jesus came to be staying in our place, to take our, our punishment and our sin. And, and it talks about two over in, in Romans 5 and 8. It says that, but God chose his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And we read these scriptures, and I don't think we take the time to really comprehend what they're saying, but how awesome is it that Jesus came and he died for us, knowing all of our junk and all of our our shortcomings and what was going to happen from a human point of view if somebody does us wrong or does something we dislike or makes us mad or whatever you know we don't really want to stand in their place and take their punishment or take you know whatever it is that they deserve but how awesome is it that jesus did that for us and while we were still sinners christ died for us jesus's death paid for the price of all of our sins you know it says over in first john that he paid for the sins of the of the whole world it says in First John chapter 2 that Jesus Christ 
is the appreciation for our sins, not for ours only, also for the sins of the whole world. And that word appreciation just means it's related to the word um, that we get the word merciful from. The word describes an appeasing of the wrath of God on account of sin. He, he stands in the place of, for us and, and he takes our place and he he did that for not, not not just ours, you know, just for not just for the believer, but for the whole entire world, whether they accept that or not, you know, that has taken place. And the fourth and the most important step of all this is Romans 10 9. And it says this that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Going on into, into verse 10. It says, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. But the scripture says, Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. And that is so awesome that all we have to do is just believe in our heart and confess with our mouth. Now, I'm not just saying go out and say a prayer and just hope that you know, it, it works. I mean, it has to be a genuine confession of faith that t- takes place. You know, it says that Romans ten thirteen that for whoever calls on the, on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But the thing about Romans ten nine is it says that if you confess Him as Lord Jesus, and you know, in America today we don't, I don't think we fully understand what lordship means and how to obey a, a you know a king and a lord because we don't you know we have we quote unquote vote in our leaders and stuff like that, but. To be a lord, you know, you, you do what they say when they say it. In some places, you know, you, you may not have a life if you don't obey what they're saying, which obviously Jesus and God are, are merciful and very patient and long-suffering, but it's still Lord, Lord Jesus and Savior. And I'll, most people, if I just take the, the latter part of that and just call him Savior, and they leave off the Lord. And it's, I think it's important that we pick up that Lord again and we start doing what he's called us to do and what he's told us to do in the book. You know, it says in one of the Gospels, I think, I think it might be Luke, that it says, Jesus is speaking, he says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do the things that I say? Like, I'm, I'm not Lord if you're not doing what I'm saying. But Romans 10, 9 and 10, 13, they talk about kind of the same thing, that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And when, when you Leave it in your heart and you confess it with your mouth, you will be saved. And that's what we call salvation. And we are redeemed eternally from death and destruction. And we are we no longer belong to Satan. And we now belong to God. And we are a child of God from that point going forward. And because of this salvation, because of this belief in, in the Christ and God. What we get is, we, we find in Romans 5, 1, kind of what happens. It says that having been justified by faith, that, that you're believing your confession of faith, you're believing in your heart, saying with your mouth that he is Lord, that you believe he rose again, or that, that, he, that he came to the earth, died a real death, he got back up and he lives again today. It says that having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. meaning. That through Jesus Christ, we can have a relationship of peace with God. No more having to, essentially, we're, we're, not, you know, we're no longer under the, the old covenant anymore. Now we are under a new covenant. And Romans 8 says this in verse 1. It says, There is therefore now no 
condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Being in Christ like that, being being in, in that peace and being in that relationship with God, we can go over to Romans 8.38 and it says that, or just rightly in verse 37, it says, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors, that through him who loved us, for I am persuaded, this is Paul speaking, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor present principalities, nor powers, nor things to present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So I said all that to say, you know, the Romans road is a great tool to use, and, and it's very uh, simple to go through. But man, the most important part of that is making that confession, you know, believing it in your heart, first of all, is the first step in coming up in your own mind that you believe what the Bible says, that the Bible is truth. And then confessing that truth out of your mouth. Because it says that with the heart one believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So it has to be both steps. It can't just be one or the other. You have to, you have to believe it in your heart, first of all. That's the first thing you have to do. And then you have to speak it and say it. and just say, you know, thank you, God, for coming and saving me. Thank you for sending your son into the world. I believe that your son died on the cross. I believe that he rose again. I should come live in my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, it's just something just very simple that you can say, that you believe it in your heart, and then you confess it with your mouth, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's acknowledging your shortcomings, that you know that A, there is a God, and you're not it. B, that Christ Jesus came to this earth to stand in your place and to take your punishment and take your sin. C, that he died on the cross, that he rose again, and now he lives in heaven at the right hand of the Father in all glory and all majesty, that he is Lord over all. So with this now, if you've just become born again or you're new to the, new to the faith, now what happens? You know, like, what, what's your next steps? Well, Again, just kind of going through Romans in 10.17, it says that, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. If you're new to the Word of God, if you're, if you're new to Christianity, find you a Bible that you like. Find you something that you can understand and read, you know, whether it's the, the New Living or New King James, NIV, you know, whatever it is. Next steps would be to find what you understand and start reading it. You know, start in, in Acts and Romans. Those are the two best books to go through as a new believer. Romans is uh, an amazing book that you should definitely start there. If you haven't gotten, if you haven't read the Bible at all, you know, start definitely in Romans, learning about what this life of faith looks like. And, you know, it's, it definitely is kind of hard to kind of understand a little bit just because it's going to be brand new. But just ask God to open your heart and open your eyes to to show you things in the Word and to give you some revelation knowledge of what he's talking about in those scriptures. And, and I'd say next big step is to live as a Christian how you came into it. In Colossians 2, verses 6, it talks about the same way that you got into Christian faith is how you live in it. It says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Meaning, the same way you received him, believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth, you walk that same way in this Christian life. So when things come up in your life, you know, whether it's um, issues with uh, sickness and disease or, or issues financially, you find you a scripture in the Bible 
you start sowing those seeds into your life and speaking them, you believe them in your heart and then you confess it over your life and it shall come to pass for you. Th th those are just a couple of small things you can start doing as, as a new believer. Again, this is probably the most important episode that I've done, just going through what is salvation. Because salvation is just a free gift from God. It cannot be earned. It is given freely to those who accept and believe it. And the, you know, the Christian term saved, that's what we hear a lot of, is the indication that a person has accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They are redeemed from death and destruction, and that we believe that Jesus took what we deserved, and we got what he deserved. You know, Romans 1.16 1, says that there is power in the gospel. So we, we have to go out there and we have to share that word. Because it, it really is the almost too good to be true news. That all we have to do is believe it in our heart and confess it with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. And we get to live for, with him forever. We get to go about our lives in victory. Now, obviously, it's not going to be rainbows and sunshine and cupcakes out there. But we have the assurance that he will never leave us nor forsake us and that he will be with us at all times and every other promise that is in the word of God. And I believe that this topic here of salvation is obviously the most critical one that we could ever discuss. And we'll probably go through it more uh, in future episodes just because it is you know, a very critical and I feel like in my early years of my ministry here that I should definitely work at uh, trying to create disciples and things like that and teach people about what it means to be saved. Because I feel like people think that they're a Christian just because they go to church, or they think they're Christian because they, you know, that's just what they, what they hear and that's what they say. But if you're not born again, then you're you're not a Christian. Because Christian means you're Christ-like. But that's all the time I have today. I hope you guys join us back here again on the next episode. If you have time, leave us a review. Share us on all your social medias. You know, share us with your friends and family. You know, if you have loved ones you want to send this to by all means do that you know you can look us up on facebook at the enduring truth podcast check us out there we'll be posting stuff periodically throughout the weeks and stuff like that but you guys have a good rest of your week and we'll see you next time